Make money your ally. This episode is dedicated to a healthy relationship with money as a resource that we can use to supply the journey that it takes to actualize our dreams. Hi, my friend. This is Katarina Satori with the new episode of Wisdom Podcast. I just recently led an online workshop that was dedicated to the fifth dimensional principles of prosperity, specifically when it applies to our business. And I've been sharing that the business that we can build can carry the vibration of our soul, can be the vehicle that helps us fulfill our soul mission. And the stronger is our business, the stronger is that vehicle that carries our message further and further into the world while also providing for the lifestyle that is most nourishing for us, unique to each person. So in this episode, I'd love to plant some seeds and new perspectives on how you can begin to look at your relationship with money. Whether you have plenty right now and you are in the place of stability and everything in your life is blooming and there's a lot of fertility in your life, right? Then what you're going to hear will validate, confirm, and even increase the flow of prosperity in your life. Or you may be going through a metaphorical desert in your life where it seems like resources are scarce and limited and the conscious mind on your human self gets easily worried or frightened or anxious about the future. Or maybe you're somewhere in between and you desire to heal your relationship with money because you realized a lot of the beliefs that you may carry about the money you inherited from your environment that you grew up in, from what your father thought about money, what your mother thought about money, what your siblings were thinking about money, right? Or any kind of a any kind of a figure in your life who was instrumental in in raising you so this episode is dedicated to really seeing the role of money with new sense of clarity and i'd like to share with you that i did not grow up seeing any healthy role modeling around money. I've been sharing my story for a while that I grew up with a single parent with a mother who always worked really, really hard. She worked very tough manual jobs, such as cleaning and being in the water all day long, washing huge heavy metal bins on the meat factory and I've watched my mom burn out, just struggling so hard to provide the basic things for my older sister and I. And she sacrificed her health. By the age of 40, my mom 
my mom's health was like she was a 60-year-old woman and she suffered with um, her thyroid issue and she couldn't get through the day without taking a nap. And, and then she, of course, had a very difficult emotional life because she constantly worried about the future. So as a child, I grew up deeply impacted by the emotional instability in my home and the constant anxiety about the future. And I remember as a child, I made this choice. It was a very conscious choice to do everything I could to develop my intellect and to develop my ability to make money by using my mind, not my body. Because I knew using the the body only, only the physical attributes of our body is not sustainable. But when we develop the mind and develop our capacity to help other people with our gifts, with our intellectual gifts, our spiritual gifts, our emotional gifts, that was my vision to develop my potential. And I tirelessly worked for that goal. In the very first few years of my adult life, I was hustling. I was a new immigrant in the country. I came here to United States as an immigrant from Russia. And I came here, all I saw possibilities, possibilities to have two or three jobs and worked really hard and save money, right? So the very first chapter of my life here in US was all about hustling and working really hard, right? And finding my path in life. And when finally that path, my true dharma, began to reveal itself when my consciousness was becoming ready for it. And I've discovered the path of online entrepreneurship and actually saw the possibility of taking my knowledge and my experience and the wisdom that that I learned from life and package that knowledge and experience and then learn to offer it to other people, learn to sell what I know, right? A whole new world of possibilities opened up for me. And I also saw the need, a real need to transform my subconscious beliefs about money that I inherited from my family system. And I remember doing so much subconscious mind healing work, listening to prosperity affirmations, reading all kinds of books, definitely spiritual books. I wanted to crack that code, the code of prosperity. And it wasn't easy. So if you find yourself that it's a real challenge, I want to validate your journey because it was not easy for me either. It took effort. It took dedication. It took a true devotion. I remember reading a book by Marion Williamson on divine compensation. It was one of my favorite books because the way she presented a relationship with money as the way that spirit supplies us, that money doesn't come from people, money comes through people. And when we see it this way, that we let go of any old beliefs of unworthiness to receive, 
right? That we need to stockpile and hoard our resources. We begin to relax what I call the mental constipation around money. And we begin to examine our beliefs one by one by one. And that's why it takes the discipline to do this work. But the rewards and the fruits of that work are incredible. So I'd like to introduce to you this idea that money can be your ally. And what is an ally? An ally is a benevolent supporter, is somebody who is here to uplift, to propel you on the path to your dreams, to, to be a reliable source of support and sustenance and encouragement, <clears throat> excuse me. And Allah is also a teacher. It's a friend and a teacher. So what about seeing money as a new teacher for yourself, right? As, a, as something that can really help you uh, let go of the limiting beliefs around money and really step into empowering relationship with it. The way I see money, money to me is simply a resource that gives me an opportunity to do my best work and to do it well, to turn my work and my life's mission into art, into a beautiful expression of my highest potential. So if I see money like that as a benevolent friend, as a teacher, and as a resource, then it's up to me to learn the money game, right? Because money on this earthy plane is important. We really can't do much if we don't have any money. Of course, some people who choose to live off the grid and who choose to grow their own food and live from, you know, from solar panels and provide their own energy power, those are the trailblazers and pioneers who choose to live this very um, unique lifestyle. But not many people will do that, right? A lot of us will continue to be where we're strategically placed by a higher self. Maybe we'll live in the cities, maybe we'll live in the small towns where money is a primarily exchange tool for goods and services. So if we choose to be on this earth plane, it is our responsibility to crack this money game, right? And to learn the rules and a certain set of agreements. And the way I see the money game is the number one is to choose to become a good steward of your resources, to choose to look at the money objectively without any emotional melodrama around it, to learn to manage your money wisely, to learn uh, how to invest it. And it all begins with rooting out the beliefs. I remember catching myself in this conversation with my own mind that and sounded like this, well, I don't really need to learn investing. I'm simply going to call in a partner. I'm going to call in a masculine man who cracked this investment game and he will be the investor in, in our family. And I heard that belief. I immediately stopped myself and I said, Katarina, that's not how a sovereign woman thinks. A sovereign woman decides to become a smart investor and decides to enter this very masculine, dominated world of investment 
and become a woman who is investment savvy? Will it require my time? Will it require my effort to learn? Absolutely. And when I look into the future and I see this future version of me who knows how to invest her resources, who knows how to take the money and turn it into a multiplying process, right? Wow, that vision is exciting. So the very first principle I'd like to offer you is really connecting to the future version of you, to the prosperous version of you who is committed enough to learn the skills that may not come naturally or easy right away. And because you see the future of you that is prosperous, that is sovereign, that is wealthy, that has access to plenty of resources, what are the steps that you get to make? Uh, What are the steps that you get to take right now, today, to to move closer to that version of you? And maybe the very first step is to begin investing in your financial education and to begin to value the time that you're going to put into it. The second principle is this money alchemy where we learn to take our skills and our wisdom and our experiences and turn it into our resources, right? This is what I do with my clients and with my students when I teach and inspire them to become entrepreneurs, to become financially savvy people. And there is a process, right? There is a process. There is, there is nothing random about when you see somebody turning their wisdom into wealth. They have learned a process and they stepped on the journey of becoming that person. So the very first step on that process is is to value your knowledge, to value your life experience, to value your wisdom. So it's it's rooting yourself in, in, in this belief, in this embodiment. What I know and what life has taught me can help other people. What would it look like for me to learn how to package my knowledge, how to package my wisdom, and to build my community, to build a momentum around my message? It's a whole set of entrepreneurial skills, but you can begin with this conversation with yourself that says, wow, what I have is actually valuable. What I created for myself, whether you have learned to do your own shadow work, where you've learned to develop a powerful mindset, whether you know how to talk to trees and you have an organic relationship with Mother Earth, what, whatever is common knowledge to you is not a common knowledge to other people. So the next step is learning to find your message, find your gift, discover your genius, and then learn the process it takes to package what you know and deliver it to other people and learn to sell, to promote and deliver your work in a way that is unique to you. I teach this in so many of my business curriculums. Um, I teach a process of how to sell what you know, how to convert and enroll clients with confidence, right? But this is the journey that is ahead of you. Well, maybe you don't want to be an entrepreneur. Maybe that is not your path. Then you would seek 
to join somebody who is an entrepreneur, right? To become their support team. And the same process, if you know how to articulate the skills that you developed and how to sell your services, even if you join the team of somebody else's vision, the more you're able to do that, the more you're able to negotiate a higher rate for yourself, and the more you're able to attract stronger clients to work with, right? To be on the team of a stronger entrepreneur who will pay you more for your skills because you can confidently articulate what you're going to bring to their team and how you're going to support the mission that they're passionate about. So the principle is there is there is there is no such thing as getting something for nothing. There is a principle of service that is embedded in the fabric of this life. When we seek to be of service and to translate that even simpler, when we make it our priority to help other people reach their dreams in whatever way that we see that we can do that. We become useful to the universe. We become become helpful to other people. And that is how we begin to attract the resources that are required for our life. This is a grand design of this universe that we each carry gifts that can help other people and other people have gifts that can help us. And when we begin to see it this way, that this conversation of money becomes less and less mysterious and more and more practical, right? There are certain level, there are certain set of skills that are foundational. And I always speak about these three crucial skills. If you go through one of my free courses that I have called Thriving Mystics, you will hear me speak about that in any industry, there are three crucial skills. Your ability to speak, your ability to sell, your ability to serve. Your ability to speak with passion, conviction, and enthusiasm about who you are, what you take a stand for, how you can help others. Your ability to sell, your ability to sell your services, your ability to sell your products, your ability to sell your brilliance, right? We all sell all day long. A lot of times we sell ourselves on our limitations. We sell ourselves on the victim stories. We sell ourselves on how our life is unfulfilled and limited. So when we make a decision to stop selling ourselves on those limiting stories and we begin to sell ourselves on the vision of a much bigger prosperous future, Wow, we make a new pivot in the direction of our life. And the third skill is our ability to serve, our ability to help others make out, make their dreams come true. And the service, our ability to serve comes through experience, through practice, right? And I often, often encourage people, when you, if you are just beginning on this path of service, be generous, just show up and share what you know 
and by experience, you find your style of expression and be consistent in your sharing, be consistent in your service. The more you give, the more it comes back to you. The more you serve, the more you find joy in service and the service begins to support you, begins to fuel something deep inside of you. It begins to glow from within because you are being of service. If you work with the Gene Keys, one of my favorite Gene Keys on service is the Gene Key 58, which is a journey of transforming the shadow of dissatisfaction to the gift of vitality to the city of bliss and the vitality that comes from service. I cannot tell you enough um, the spiritual glow that unlocks in us when we begin to serve from, from the joy, from the bliss, from this deep devotion to life. So make money your ally. If you find that your mind often gets trapped about the worry of the future, turn it into a practice starting every morning by purging out the beliefs on paper. Writing down an exercise, what I believe about money is, my deepest beliefs about money are, what I would like to believe about money is, what I, what I would like to have a relationship with money is. Using a process of journaling, you can take those limiting beliefs that you carry about money and put them on paper. When you put them on paper, you begin to see them objectively. You begin to see those beliefs in a new way. And then you can rewrite the story. You can begin to plant the seeds in your mind in a very powerful way, empowering beliefs. So this is the journey. No matter where you come from, maybe you are an immigrant like me, maybe you grew up in an alcoholic family like me, or maybe you grew up in a in, in a very beautiful family uh, that everything was provided for you, but your father was worried about money and there was tension about finances or your mother worried about money. And even though you had everything needed to have a comfortable life, but the atmosphere around the topic of money always felt tense. I'd not be surprised that there is still this tension somewhere in your consciousness that creates this sudden money worry in your life. Begin to see money as a new teacher for you. Begin to welcome conversations about money. Begin to read prosperity books, right? Seek prosperity teachers who inspire you with integrity and their devotion to service. Invest in your financial education and begin to write a new story where money is your ally. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like resources that I provide on financial wealth and prosperity and healthy relationship with money, look into the show notes of this episode when I will suggest a new step. With love and devotion, your friend, Katarina Satori. Thank you for spending this time with me. If you'd like to visit my virtual home, 
It's easy to find www.katarinasatori.com. I offer a variety of online programs from business mastery to mystical brilliance, as well as live events and private one-on-one mentorship. Reach out, leave me a review, submit a question for the podcast. And until then, remember that you are so loved, so held, and so seen by the great spirit who is the mother to us all. Thank you.